Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Knicks podcast, where we talk New York Knicks basketball and other news around the NBA. I am Jason Talbot, and with me, of course, it's been a while, it's been about a month, but here he is, the one, the only, almost birthday boy, Ooh. Marcus Chinqui. Marcus, how are you, man? How the hell are you? Uh, yeah, I like I like that intro. I like that shout out. Uh, <laughs> We're getting there. Big, the big three, four. Three, four. Ooh, oak. <laughs> I know. I've been I've been at it for about a month now, and uh, it feels you're gonna start aching a little more. Thirties. I'm already like, aching. Man. You know how every many day back problems gets... I got? Like every week, it's something yeah. different. I'm just oof. My. Aren't you? Uh, aren't you coming off a fresh a fresh injury? Uh, was I? Probably. I, mean, <laughs> I don't even know how I did it. It was. <laughs> I was standing in the living room, and I think I I jumped. Maybe I don't know why I was jumping, but then all of a sudden tweaked my back just just on the landing. De- Dennis Smith tweaked off the ground, <laughs> and just things were knotting up. I couldn't really sleep. Lower back was hurting. Uh, I'm okay though. Took a nice, uh, <laughs> took a breather, stretched it out. Few days. I'm okay. We'll see what 34 Good, has I mean, in store uh, for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it's going to be a big year. I'm I'm feeling good. Uh, let's actually. Can we get a an apartment update? Because this this is part of the big twenty twenty being the year. <laughs> yeah, so so moving to a new apartment. Love that. The stove works. Checked it out. Electric Got more or space. Gas? Oh, gas. Good. Nice Good. gas stove. That's what I you know. That's what I require. Good. Okay. No leaks. Smells great. Last tenant's been in there for six years. No issues. So. A little more comfortable there. Same same general area of Brooklyn, Carroll Gardens. Nice residential okay. area. Uh, Not really familiar, yeah, but week. it sounds so I'm taking a little vacation. Yeah. yeah, taking a little break. You're taking a little vacation? Yeah, Where I'm you going. going uh, vacation. I'm going, to, uh, going out to L.A. for a few days. Yeah, to L.A. I, I didn't even, I knew you were going out to L.A. You didn't even tell me, but I could hear <laughs> I, it in your I voice. Did. You love going out to L.A. For for my birthday, I feel like that's what I do every year. You're like a young, you're like a young Stephen A. You know, stuck uh just want, wants to live out there. Can't get out of the city quite yet. Diehard Nick fan. <laughs> I wonder who's more frustrated right now. Jason, I gotta tell you, <laughs> these Knicks, man. I don't know. Like, I'm going out. We're gonna have a good uh, every year. What we do, we do a little Betty Hanna. For for dinner, love it. Got got a group out there. About eight of us. Long time. Yeah, Tony. Tony's out there. New wife. So we. Oh yeah, uh, the wedding. Yeah. New member of the family. Congratulations. How did it, it all went well? I heard the speech. I'm speech assuming you good. nailed it. Oh yeah, I was I was nervous because I don't do public speaking, but I uh, I got a lot of kudos. On that speech, I uh, I was <laughs> supposed to be limited to two minutes. I want to say it went for about seven. And seven, wow! People, <laughs> I don't even know. I was just up there going. I just started going, and I was getting the laughs. I was getting the awes. I was just riding with it, and <laughs> ended on a huge note. But then after that, people were just like, "Oh man, like that was a great speech." People coming up to me, like besides the vows, that was the highlight of the whole wedding. So love it. They're probably thinking like, yeah, this guy, this guy should do a podcast. He's, he's a good speaker. Yeah. People are like, oh, do you do stand up comedy? Do you do a radio show? Like you're just, <laughs> you're a natural up there. Here's my like, card. Handing out the Let's Talk Knicks uh, little that, business cards. Because I was hey, nervous man. up there. You can tell Tune I haven't in. watched the video back, but I could tell I, I knew I was nervous and how I was talking because I was reading it off of uh, my phone. Mm-hmm. So I had to keep looking back and. Making yeah. sure I was keeping pace and everything, but I was making sure I look at Katie and Tony, look out to the crowd, look at whoever I was talking about, and 
I got a little dry midway through because the waitress took my uh, took my water, so I started to get a little dry up there. But it all worked out. <laughs> yeah, I messed things up. I, I, almost, I love a good speech, man. <laughs> you almost ruined the wedding. Yeah, I. So as so he has no best man, right? It was uh, me and Matthew were. You and your brother, the two brothers. Bro- it was man, just like the brothers of, and the yeah. sisters were the bridal party. That was so like at, uh, at my wedding. My, yeah, same. my responsibility was the rings. And I had to just, I would have to like give the rings when they asked oh, yeah. for them. So we're driving to the venue on the way, <laughs> day of the wedding. And we're five, ten minutes away. And I realized, oh my God, left the rings in the hotel safe. Like I, I locked them in the safe of the of the room, and completely forgot they were there. they were too safe, and I forgot they were in there. So I we had to drop Tony off, drive all the way back, got the rings. We're starting to leave again. Tony sends a frantic text: "Hey man, I have no belt for my pants. You gotta find me a belt." So we're driving around Nowheresville, Wisconsin. And I managed to find an old navy. Matthew's driving all over the place, trying to trying to get this, find this belt. Went into an old navy. Gets stuck behind this woman, who's talking about pants for like fifteen minutes. And I'm like, what? Like, come on, I got a wedding to go to. You're killing me here. So I got a belt, pack of gummy bears, and some uh, sour patch kids. Always, time, always to, time for the candy. Love it. Yeah. Gotta I had to make sure he was around. okay. You know. Yeah. Yeah, because I knew he was nervous. You know, he hadn't eaten all day. So we get to the venue, got the belts, got the rings. We didn't get photos with them before the wedding, but everything went off without a hitch. That's okay. Let me ask you, though. What did he need a belt for? (laughs) What did he need a belt for? He's wearing a tux? Pants. No, he had a suit on. No suspenders. Yeah, usually go no belt. Got to get the pants that fit nice and... You weren't wearing a belt? Absolutely not. My pants fit, man. Really? Never go belt with the suit. Maybe it's the style he was going for. Yeah, usually uh, you keep it it clean. We might have to do a poll. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's a style. (laughs) You got the belt. You got the rings. Yeah, it, it it, it, It all worked out, man. Oh yeah, you know. And then after the speech, Katie forgave me for being late with the rings. She's like, "Oh man, that was a great speech. You're forgiven." And yeah, and they went on their honeymoon. They're back. I'm gonna oh. go see them next week. See some photos. Maybe take a trip That's, to Disneyland. Uh, I gotta tell you, it's good to hear some good news because this last month, man, we we haven't done the podcast. You know, we've been busy. We got you got weddings and just you know life going on, but. I would say this last month has really been a classic Nick's depression kind of kind of month. And so we we we've even talked about the podcast of like how how are we going to keep doing this? How let's talk Nick's? How I, I don't know, man. I, I can't talk about this team. But there's some news. There's a lot going on. A lot of buzz. I think the last time we were on was the Leon Rose hiring. I'm having I'm having a hard time. He wasn't officially hired yet, but the the, the uh, news had the already were out there. Yeah. yeah. So, a lot of news. I mean, where do you want to start? I'm I'm gonna kick it to you to see what what piece of Nick's news because we 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 talked before. Uh, we got a few things on our minds. I I always want to just jump right into to Dolan news because you know that that makes that's. I mean, be so, angry. so we had we had mixed mixed feelings about this situation at first, I, and and I haven't gone on the record with any of it, and I've had some time <laughs> to think about it, and I have now that I have all the information, I have completely changed my stance from when the incident first happened with Spike, and after listening to some interviews, so just as a recap. I took I took a little listen to Spike's complaining. At first, I was very negative towards Spike, and for that I am sorry. You don't like because 
<laughs> after hearing the story, he takes his normal elevator to Madison Square Garden. He gets in this elevator the way he gets his tickets and into the stadium. And for whatever reason this time, he went there and he already scanned his ticket. That was the thing I didn't know. And when I found that, I was like, oh, he scanned his ticket. He's in the building. And security told him to leave. No, you got to go in the other way. You can't come in this way anymore. Smell stinks of Dolan. Like you just, you know, <laughs> we've been Nick fans enough. Like, you know, Dolan is the one sending this down or I don't know. He's talking with Leon and Leon has some beef with Spike. Like you just know that Dolan's given the order for whatever reason to make a point. I really don't know what it's about, but it's so stupid and it's just the way to handle this situation could have been so much better than because he can't get back in the game. Spike was absolutely right. I, he can't walk out of the stadium and then get his ticket rescanned. So he would have missed the game. And it was just such a silly situation. So at first I was very anti spike. And for that, I'm sorry. I, I think I'm just frustrated with spike, especially when I heard about him at the Oscars that he was pissed about green book and walked out. Like, Spike does kind of bother me Green Book a little bit at times. Movie, but, yeah. Uh, we can debate I thought, that I thought it was good. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll get into that. But after taking some time to really absorb the information and think about it, I'm going to stop hating on Spike. Spike is stuck with the team through thick and thin. And right now, we need Nick supporters. And I believe... That good things are coming, Marcus, because of this. This is just the next domino to fall. Where I think this is a bold, bold prediction. Wait, 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 wait. Can we can we pause for a second? Okay, it's bold prediction time. Bold. You ready? How bold? It's pretty bold. This is about as bold as I can get. (laughs) With the momentum right now of the James Dolan hate and the nature of what the hate is about right now, James Dolan's going to be gone. He is going to be forced to sell the team, similar to how Donald Sterling was kicked out of L.A. And I believe this because for the last 20 years, everyone's hated Dolan, the sell the team stuff. It was all just because Dolan's an asshole and a bad owner. Nothing else. But now he's got two strikes. The Oakley thing, which I'm so surprised wasn't a bigger deal even when it happened. And now the Spike thing. And now kind of every former player and every former black player and the black community, Jalen Rose speaking out, Stephen A., everybody is coming out to, to say that this is more than just Dolan being an asshole. This is how he's treating His players, his people, especially the black players, and the league will not stand for that. And that's why you're starting to see all these players coming out. And I think there is a movement happening right now where Dolan really made a huge mistake with this Spike Lee thing. And all we need is one more, one clip, one thing he did back in 2004, said the wrong thing to somebody, a witness who saw him say this to Isaiah. Who knows? It doesn't matter. But one more strike, and I think there's got to be something. Someone's got to find something. And I think it's going to happen. Because this just happens. It's happening too often. And there's there's now these two big examples. And I think we just need that one more. It's It's right there. We need that next domino to fall. And I I think I think he's gonna be gone. And I think it's gonna be soon. Maybe I'm kinda hoping even before next season. 
I think it really could be that soon with this momentum. It's just got to keep going. It's, there, there's got to be something else. This guy is such a schmuck that there's <laughs> got to be something else that he did. Um, and you, like you feel it, you know? Because the um, thing with it is like, like with Donald Sterling, everybody knew all that stuff for years going back. Like that, that he was a racist yeah. dude and just said all kinds of crazy yep. things to people. But everybody knows Dolan's just a schmuck and a jerk, you know? Like, everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah. And even when you hear people who talk about working at Madison Square Garden, like, they go to work in fear all the time because they never know what this guy's going to do. So they can't even do their jobs well because they're just scared all the time. And you can't have people in a workplace like that. And then when it trickles down to the players and your biggest supporters, there's got to be something like you can't run a team like that. And no, like with with Sterling, they knew, but they just needed a reason to get him out. Exactly. And, and they, they had it. that one little piece come out. So it's like, is this the is like Spike Lee alienating your biggest fan? the piece that's going to do it because I think what, and what a lot of people said to him, like, you know, Spike's like, I'm not going to any more games this year. He's like, I'll be back next year, but I'm not coming into games this year. I think that's where he, he should have stopped at this year because the issue is that people keep going to these games. And we've said this before that people need to just stop going because if you keep going, you're just feeding more money into this guy's pocket and he'll have no reason to sell the team. The, I think the thing is, though, the reason I'm making this bold prediction is because he needs to be forced to sell the team. Even if people don't go to the games, you know that's not going to happen. There's too many people in in Manhattan. And they did have like the lowest turnout, I think, at a game in 13 years following the Spike Lee event. But I'm telling you that it's the people that are going to force him out in the sense of this story. Like, did you, did you watch the Stephen A Jalen Rose? Uh, I think they were on get up and what yeah. they were. It, it just had a different, a different feeling. And now you see who was saying Al Harrington and Chris Childs, people coming out saying stuff like yeah, Marbury. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. See, I didn't see the Marbury. I, he's he's a tough one to listen to. I'm sure. <laughs> but you know, didn't did LeBron come out and say something? I think once LeBron says something, then it'll take on a whole new bit of momentum if he does. But I don't think he knows him personally, so that's like, and that's gonna be a tough one, but. And one of the things that Charles Oakley said in his interview, he said James Dolan runs the Knicks like a plantation. And I was like, that's some strong words right there. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, th- when he was asked to clarify it, it's more like, you know, he he made sure yeah. not to say it's like slave ownership, but he's just like, it's a tyrant at the top. That's but you know, but you, but know, you know exactly what Charles means by that. And that's the narrative going forward. And like, it's not a coincidence. I mean, with what happened to Oakley and with what happened to Spike Lee. Um, and it was kind of interesting too. Stephen A on Get Up, he said that game after how the camera at the game kept going to all the different black players like that were there. This is such a Dolan thing. Like, Stephen A is absolutely right. Someone told the camera operator to do that because James Dolan, and we talked about it last episode, he is all about PR. Everything he does is with PR. And they were saying, too, like when the Knicks hired Phil Jackson, the timing of it, like everything that he does, and now they're getting rid of Mills, his boy, Mills. He, we, we never thought we would see the day when James Dolan got rid of Mills. But the media was like bashing Dolan and the team. And what does he do? It was like the firing the coach. Then they bring in Leon Rose, who I think is a huge PR move, which I think is going to be a disaster. I don't know. If, I don't even want to talk about that t- today, to be honest. But but even back when the Oakley thing happened, like what, what he was saying, 
like the next game, you got Latrell Sprewell sitting there courtside next to James yeah. Dolan, and that's the photo that everyone's got. Yeah, Sprewell hadn't and, been there in years, and all of a and sudden, and that's what I think. And that's what I think is going to get him in trouble, because if someone recorded the conversation of Dolan talking about how he wanted black players to sit with him, if a clip of that comes out of him in a meeting talking about, I need better PR and I need like film all the black players and I want Latrell to come to the game because I need a good and get the photo guy, get the guy with the camera. You know when you took the wedding photos, I need I need a, a nice composition. <laughs> I need I'll, I'll be up Instagram. there. I'll be just get me in there. I'll I'll find it for it. Yeah, like I. There's momentum, and I, I just when it comes to and they tried this to, topic, they tried to get Spike. You saw what Spike said the day after when like the Knicks released their statement about you know how he was making this stuff up, and you know this was all settled. He's like, just use the other the other entrance, and it was settled, sealed with a handshake and a smile and this and that. And Spike was like, that never happened. And then they the Knicks posted. A photograph yeah. of him shaking Dolan's hand, and he's like, "Would you see where that angle is? Where how that shot? It's somebody up at the top that can get that photograph. Like it's a weird yeah. angle that probably came from one of the higher up suites that they took that shot. They had it set up so that they could get a shot of them shaking hands and use yeah. it at their disposal. So we don't get, don't know what was said in that little exchange, but everything is calculated. Everything is." Yeah. There's a reason for everything Dolan does, and uh, it's just like, what is it? What and else is it going to take? There's talks of people boycotting a game next weekend, and just not go like trying to get every like spikes. Oh, yeah, spikes behind it. They got Oakley behind it. They got all these different uh, media outlets trying to put it out. The game against the Warriors next weekend to just. Not go to the game. Ugh, yeah, or, you should save your money anyway. <laughs> or if anything, there's probably going to be like a rally outside of the game, and that could there could be some momentum. I, yeah, you know. Uh, and and I got to say, play the race card, man. Got to get this guy out. And you know what? He's an asshole. He is an asshole. We don't curse on this podcast that much, but I always felt back back to the Oakley thing that I couldn't believe that wasn't a bigger deal. That was so messed up. And you go back and watch that video. It was just like such Dolan, man. It's such a Dolan move. And then from even that, it's the fact that he's going after just regular patrons at the game. Yeah. You know, like a kid just started, like people were, they were already leaving, these kids. And they just started chanting, sell the team as they were walking out. And security just is there to meet them before they even get to the top of the stairs. Yeah. And they get taken back, and it's it's like I, I, I'm tempted just to go, <laughs> just to see, yeah, ruffle some feathers and see what happens. I'll record everything. That yeah. doesn't stop me. If they want to throw me in jail, throw me in jail. Yeah, I'll, I'll, t- I'll, t- <laughs> I'll take a hit for the for the let's do the it. good. I, I I am all for it. Uh, hey, as I said, the, gotta keep this momentum. Just keep the conversation going because you can't get rid of an owner because you don't like the results of, you know, the, the team in which he owns. That's not how we're going to get Dolan out. But the throwing out of fans, how he treated Oakley, how he treated Spike, how he treats everybody, the and any any audio we can get <laughs> behind the scenes, just don't stop. Keep it going. If he, if, if it becomes a social issue that's bigger then we can get them out. But just because the Knicks suck, we can't get them out. And I think Adam Silver is the, the type of commissioner who I think he might, he might be trying to get him out. And I feel like he could probably, well, maybe he gets a mole into MSG. Yeah. Just yeah. send an intern in there and just see what happens. Cause he knows that it's better for the league when the Knicks are relevant. Yeah. And and not for not being relevant for the wrong reasons. So like when they're good, when the Lakers are good, when the Celtics are good, it helps the it helps his league. But you you like it's the only owner in the league that causes so much problems 
for the biggest market he's such in the a world. Clown. And he's such a clown. He just doesn't deserve it. He doesn't so, deserve to have this team. And yeah. the fans don't deserve this. And that's what Spike Frank was saying. He's never in his he's never said anything bad about Dolan. He chooses not to. Except until this happened to him. And it's like why why are you coming after him of all people? It doesn't make any sense. Silver should open up an investigation. I think they that, should. That, that should be the next step. And with all this news now, and the fact that it's more than just basketball, it's the fans. It's the people. Open an investigation into the Knicks and how Dolan runs, runs the team. Get the other owners on board. That they're not kicking them out. Not yet. They just want to, let's investigate. Want to look into this spike situation. How the Oakley thing went down. Get a number of how many fans have been thrown out. What's going on? Come on, Silver. Come on, man. <laughs> we need you. I'm going to tag him in this one. Because, okay, let, let's talk a little basketball. Because it's all relative. The Knicks, okay, so we, we were making fun of it last time. The whole, the branding guy. They got a guy to help brand the Knicks to attract, to make it more attractive for players to come. I'd say... It was like, like when people hear branding, you know, something's like, oh, they're going to change their logo or like to get more fans. I, I want to be clear that this guy was hired to make the Knicks more of an attractive destination to players and coaches and just the overall look of the team. Because right now they're the, the laughing stock of the NBA. Since this guy has been hired, he goes on TV and just like, embarrasses himself even more and the organization. Um, this whole Dolan thing is out of control. Uh, the spike thing, everything else. And now even just the other day, you're hearing rumors of possibly wanting to trade Mitchell Robinson. Fantastic. <laughs> you're also hearing stories of the Knicks getting a lot of coaches Thibodeau, probably the leading candidate, and also Chris Paul and Mello. Has the branding ever been worse for the Knicks <laughs> than right now? Right after you hire this guy? Like, wouldn't you think that we would now know even a little bit what the direction of the team is moving forward or get some kind of idea? Because even when I watch the games... I mean, Dennis Smith was getting a lot of playing time, but then he got a concussion. Uh, again, the rumors of Mitch, and it could just be rumors. Um, I don't know why they would I, ever I, entertain the idea of trading Mitch Robinson. Like, who are you going to get for him? Unless they're thinking, oh, we could trade, include him in a deal to get Giannis or something like that. That's not going to happen. So why would you get the one draft pick of the I, last it, three years that's Right, been working out. Why would you get rid of him? I don't. Know. It, it sounds crazy. Yeah, I don't believe it. And I don't even know how you let a rumor like that get out. Because even as the team, you should be immediately putting out a statement. Like, even we are reevaluating the team. We would not ever trade Mitch Robinson, even if you were thinking about it. You were crazy enough. I think talking to Nick fans, that seems to be one of the biggest, brightest spots of the New York Knicks right now. Mitch Robinson is really good. When he's on the floor, it just, they run the offense so much smoother. Yeah. And I don't know why you would want to get rid of him. It makes no sense. I mean, they already didn't want to trade him at the trade deadline. I think it's all craziness. And yeah, but doesn't it bother you a little bit that it's still like out there? But that there are credible sources? I don't know. Is it just some chucklehead fan that said this? It or might might have been. Is it, I, is it I bag, thought I heard some NBA sources saying things. Frank, I saw Bagley, Bagley. <laughs> uh, what do you think about the Chris Paul mellow stuff? And and it's it's reported that they're gonna go after him. Um, yeah, I don't like. I don't know about why hey, would he Mello, come to the Knicks? Mellow. He's not going to play, even if he does come. It'll be like a farewell tour for him. But Chris Paul, you can see he's still productive. Good. He's really he's great. Good. Chris Paul has always been really good, and he was good in Houston. As he just... As long as he stays healthy, 
he's definitely makes the team better. But that's the thing is he gets hurt all the time. But I think he's going to bring this OKC team to the playoffs. And yeah. oh, absolutely. If you the only thing issue with him is that contract is ridiculous. So that's like saying. Well, with the Knicks growing, they they could give him the money. And I I honestly love the idea. I mean, we don't know what the draft pick is going to be next year. But the Knicks do need some veterans that are going to help the young guys develop. And so I think a Chris Paul would be great. I'm actually really okay with that. Um, The addition of Mello, I don't get it. Like you're getting the half of the banana boat. Like eight years later, <laughs> yeah, and and I don't. I hope it's just to really like, as I said, you know, help the team, th- these young guys grow. And I think Chris Paul would be a great asset, someone who could run the floor, still plays good defense. I mean, even going into next year in a weaker Eastern Conference, like he'll See, help them win where, games you know and help that, young guys you know where get that's better. Coming from both, we know exactly where it's coming from. Is Leon Rose was his. I think was his agent, but also we see him in all those state farm commercials. You know, whose agency does that? Steve Stout. That's, so so there you go. That's their, their guy. So that's how someone could come up with this story. Yeah. Cause there's connections. There's all those connections. Does Chris, Paul I don't think Leon Rose knows. I don't think, uh, you know what? I wasn't going to say it, but I don't think Leon Rose knows anything about basketball. I think he has these relationships with players. Okay, great. Just looking at his face, he's got like a Dolan face that just, I I want to punch this guy. Like, I, and I don't, you know, I wouldn't. I'm not going to cause physical harm on anybody. He's kind of a big guy too. He could probably take me. But what does he know about putting a team together? That And I think that's the biggest problem with the Knicks right now. Sure, we're getting draft picks and we're watching some young guys, uh, you know, develop a little more. You're... Team Frank, I think you're even starting to... I'm coming around. You're coming around. You're coming around. A lot of people are. You can see he's getting bigger defensively. You know, the offense is still not there, but it's, it's better around the basket. Those jumpers are pretty pretty terrible. Uh, he's feeling himself a little too much. It, you got to develop a team that works together. What is the identity of the team besides letting other teams shoot threes? That That is, for me, the only thing... The Knicks are known like, for. I watched highlights <laughs> of the game on Friday. Like I watched, I only saw the first half live, but I watched the rest of the highlights. Okay, oh, like, dude, it was so bad. I was like, all these. There's no defense being played in this game, and it's just like Chris Paul running around doing whatever he wants, finding whoever's wide open. Julius is standing there with his hands up, like, "Oh, was I supposed to cover somebody? What happened? I don't know." Yeah, and it was just I was, oof. It was it was tough to watch. I, I I feel bad you had to watch that whole game live. I, know. I was and in I, and out in eight I, minutes. And I feel bad because like the Knicks are dealing with injuries. I feel like every game, every other game, Alfred Payton might be out. You know they lost Morris. Uh, so then Dennis Smith is out. So now you have the thing where you don't have a point guard playing. RJ missed some games. You know Mitch is always bothered by something. Dotson was hurt, so you, you can't get a good rotation going. Um, and they're just not that good. So I know there's a lot to deal with, but the team just has no identity, and it just looks like a bunch of guys got together to play pickup basketball. Uh, Mike Miller, you're playing Wayne Ellington too much. You got caught in the Wayne Ellington trap. And now <laughs> you're stuck with it. You're playing him 25 minutes a game, and the Knicks keep losing. Uh, and You're and not going to be the coach. That's it, what I'm wondering. kind of a shame. That with uh, Leon is that there's been no introductory press conference or anything. I don't know if it's that he just doesn't want to say what the plan is because he feels bad for Mike Miller. But like you could you could launch a team and not say, "Hey, I'm gonna fire your coach." Like and he said it in his remark in like his uh, press release. You know, like we appreciate everything Mike's doing for us, and there's rumblings within the organization that they want to keep him on in some capacity which is great and sure. mike miller's taking it all in stride good guy yeah but come and tell us like what is your plan for the team like i get it maybe right. he wants to wait for the end of the season because it's like a weird time that this happened but so maybe we get something when the season's wrapped up but you know you got to talk to us like we we want we want to know what's going on 
And is that, I think they is, have no clue. Is that Dolan? That's like, yeah, don't say anything yet. And just like keep your mouth shut until the end of the probably. season. Probably. Probably working with his PR team too. Yeah. Steve's just let Steve talk for everybody and just get everyone in trouble. But I think it's as this happens every two years over the summer, they're going to sit down and kind of decide what they want to do. And everyone, pretty much everyone's on the trading block. I don't think anyone's safe. And I think the, the players in the locker room have to feel that that's the thing. That's why everyone wants to leave. That's why no one wants to play here. This is part of the reason KP wanted out. I mean, even if KP was on the team, this dysfunction by now, he would have been ready to go again. Like, so. yeah, it, it just, it's so, so bad. And you know what's <laughs> so interesting? Bad. That the the news that dropped yesterday of the Nets firing their coach adds a new wrinkle to, to some things. And the pessimist in me thinks that the Nets are going to go after every top coaching choice that the Knicks have. And they're gonna get it. Right. They're gonna either gonna get Tibbs or they're gonna get Van Gundy and just rub it in the Knicks' face. And sure, it's gonna. Ugh, I can only imagine what the the reports are gonna be if that happens. If they get one of those guys, or Mark Jackson is gonna end up coaching the Nets. And yeah, the rumor now is they want Ty Lue. Kyrie wants Ty Lue, but also that yeah. Kenny Atkinson just didn't like coaching Kyrie and KD. Like he didn't want them, so it's interesting. Like maybe actually, he's the guy. You, is that the rumor going around? Like why he he wanted out? That's what I'm. That's what I was seeing. Is that he wanted out because, or there was just some, not that he wanted out, but there was just some friction there in the locker room because he didn't enjoy coaching Kyrie and KD. Even though KD you know, is not doing anything, but the two of them are packaged. Deal. To, yeah, the, they're nuts. <laughs> they're so, still out of their damn mind. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, and you start seeing all the tweets and everything. People are like, the Knicks should go after him. Because you saw what he was able to do with the young squad in Brooklyn. Can he do that with the young guys in New York? Maybe. Because, I mean, I don't know why why else they would get rid of him. Like, he's, yeah. he brought him to the playoffs last year. They're going to get to the playoffs again this year. And they're doing it with, like, lesser players. Could he come to the Knicks and fix things? I don't know. But again. I th- yeah. I mean, it makes sense that, like, he was coaching the team. And now with KD and Kyrie, that kind of Ty Lue coach or someone who's going to come in and basically be the third coach on the just, team yeah, with Kyrie and KD. Because, exactly. Kind of the, the LeBron effect, if you will. Yeah. Um, and they're not LeBron. So, it's, yeah. <laughs> they're not going to win it. Oh, uh, man. Oh God! Wearing my Knicks hat today, I'm trying to. I haven't worn I haven't worn a Knicks hat in a while because <laughs> my hair is a little longer. I think I might give it a chop down this week. Go back to the low cut. Yeah, and start summer springtime is upon us. Yeah, it's going to be sixty six tomorrow in New York. Ooh, yeah, we got sixty two in Detroit tomorrow. It's uh, warming up right now. It's, uh, do for a nice stroll way, but... just outside, you know, maybe catch a sunset. Oh yeah, we're uh, daylight saving, so <laughs> I know coming home with a little daylight. I uh, I was able to catch. I actually that that extra hour. I'm uh, missing it right about now. I'm on my I think my third cup, third cup of coffee already this uh, this fine Sunday. So I had, I had some great sleep. I was surprised. I didn't wake up till like ten thirty, which. Rarely ever happens. A nine thirty, because I'm usually up at seven. So feeling pretty good. Got to go to Home Depot, get some boxes. Michael catch oh, a flick. Oh, the big move! Oh man, Dude, I hate the move. I might go see. Matthew wants to go see that Ben Affleck movie. The uh, oh yeah, I was gonna ask. Uh, yeah, there you go. The basketball. I, I didn't even know it was out. I just I. Like I saw uh, here and there, a little Ben Affleck movie. I didn't know it was a basketball movie. Um, what, like, what is it? What is it based on a true story? What, what do we got? I'm not. Give me I'm a... not sure because every time I saw previews for it, I was just like, ugh, this looks terrible. But it's at 86 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, 
It's just like that's pretty good. I think he's a washed up player or coach in the neighborhood, and it's like got to get it's it's like Coach Carter and the Mighty Ducks. You know, they got to come back and help the kids be good at sports. Inspirational movie. Yeah, we haven't it's been had a while, one in a while since one of those. I'll give it, I'll give it a whirl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, that's our kind of movie. We'll we'll check it out. Uh, it's so funny. A couple weeks ago, I, I just Coach Carter. I think is on uh, Netflix now. I just oh, I was like, hey, let's let's do it. And I got ten minutes in, and something came up, and I was like, Phew, I was getting, I was getting pumped though. Oh, man, like, I'm not your Duke. <laughs> oh, what does he say? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not a teacher. I'm your new basketball coach. Take <laughs> takes zero nonsense from these kids. <laughs> Love it. Oh man, uh, Timo Cruz. Ooh, what a movie. Yeah, the movie movie stuff. I mean, Oscar season is now kind of over, so I feel like there hasn't been that much. Yeah, we're in that buzz in the, in the theaters. Early year lull. You got to wait till like late April, May for all of, like the summer blockbusters to start coming out. Um, I tried to go through all of the Oscar Best Picture movies. I've seen almost all of them. I still haven't seen. Uh, I kind of want to check out Ford versus Ferrari. I think it's supposed to be good. Matthew really likes yeah. it. Yeah, a lot of people talk about it. They say it's one of those underrated movies that just it was out. It was really good, but it wasn't going to win anything. Yeah, once upon a time, little. I still got to watch yeah, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, I yeah. still got to watch Jojo Rabbit. I almost watched that yeah, last same. night. I started watching yesterday. Did you see that? Oh yeah, yeah. The the Beatles. Uh, it was. Yeah. Uh, it's a really interesting idea for a movie. And it was actually pretty entertaining. It wasn't great. It was good. Yeah, I was okay it. with it. Yeah. I watched the good first airplane, 20 minutes airplane of it. Because it was on HBO. So it was the first. I was flipping through it. I was like, oh, this movie. So I started mm-hmm. watching it. But I'm going to wait for uh, my uh, lady friend. Is a huge Beatles oh. fan. Well, watch Paul McCartney. Okay. So I was like, am I oh, going to watch yeah, this Yeah, sure. So we're going to watch If you're a Beatles it, fan too, uh, I think you'll like it a little more. Yeah. Because they, they you get the Beatles music. So at least, I at think least that's there's what it that. Is. It's, like, it's like Bohemian Rhapsody. The people love Queen music. You know, they, get, they get jazzed up for that. So, And the guy, he's not a bad singer too. So I was like, okay, I can... The, the songs that I did hear in the first like 20, 25 minutes, I was like, okay, I can... I can roll with this. Let's see what happens. So I'll, I'll check that what, one out. Across uh, the Universe. Have you seen Across the Universe? I have. I did not like now, it. what did you think of that? So <laughs> if if anyone wants to dig around the internet, you will find a blog <laughs> entry that I did when this movie came out in like 2007, <laughs> 2008. And it's like, <laughs> it's an interesting idea like you said like on this one it's an interesting idea for a movie to just frame a story Take, yeah around beatles songs like that's the whole have you seen it yeah yes so, so yeah, the only they're... annoying part was when i saw it the sound kept going in and out because the speakers are messed up so think of all the movies you can watch where <laughs> the sound keeps going off it was just it was hard to follow but similar feelings yeah. with that movie and this movie like huh. huh the beatles good good idea I, like, I really like the soundtrack. A long time. I just thought that the like the soundtrack and the way that they did some of those songs, I thought were really good. But it almost yeah. felt a little too forced, being like, "Okay, we you're limited to just these songs. How are we going to make a movie about this? Like craft a story?" But I think, yeah. and I was thinking about this when I saw that there's like a Michael Jackson biopic that was greenlit, and I'm like, I was talking to. Matthew, like, how could they make a movie about this guy whose life spans so long and so many songs? It's like, maybe you don't do a biopic. Maybe it's just like a movie that's based on the songs and you build it like that, like across yeah. the universe or something like that. There's other ways to do it because it's such a a complex figure. And it's like, if someone tried to do a biopic on the Beatles, it's like, there's just so much to do that I don't think you can. So... You'd have to do. You could do one on John Lennon or Paul McCartney, but 
to do one on the whole group and their trajectory and their backstory is impossible to do. Yeah. So that's why I think they do it and they're doing it in this way, which is interesting. It's a, you know, if you got the hmm. rights to the songs, just go ahead and do it. But yeah, I don't know. I didn't think I'd have that many opinions on it, but uh, <laughs> I just start once I start going. I just start going because I love a good biopic. Uh, so that's oh yeah, this last year was like last couple years been hot biopics. I still uh, haven't seen right. the uh, uh, Rocket Man. Oh really? It I, was uh, it was good. <laughs> I this is a weird uh, request that I would say. I think the guy who played Elton John should have been uglier. <laughs> Just think Elton John's kind of a really ugly guy. And I think that plays in to the story of him. Like, I just think, I just think he's really ugly. <laughs> yeah. They cast a guy who just looks too, like, normal. And, yeah. Maybe I'll That's, catch it on that, Yeah, it's a good, good, good plane movie. Good music. Lot, that flight, man. It's like six and a half hours, New York to L.A. And I'm like, I don't know oh, why. Oh, yeah, it's long, man. It's going so long. Especially like, there, yeah. Usually at max, 5.15 or something like that. Because yeah. coming back, usually it's like a little under five hours. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? Because coming already, back, yeah, you got... I've already watched all of Love is Blind. I don't know. Uh, what, I haven't, I haven't oh, checked that out. You got, you got to watch it. It's... <laughs> yeah. I, I forget who I was talking to, but they'd asked me, they were like, oh, what's that Love is Blind? Yeah, it's kind of like, it reminds me of that show from a long time ago, but it was, it, it's kind of like Love is Blind, and I was just like, Dating in the Dark? Dating in the Dark. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, how did you know that? My wife looks at me like, why do you know that? <laughs> I was like, and that was a great show, and I wish they came back for two seasons. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I actually was kind of asked my wife if she wanted to to check check out Love is Blind. Maybe let's watch a couple episodes. And she wasn't into it. And I thought maybe on my own time I might have Just to, it a, I might have to check peak. it out. Because it's it's different compared to the other dating shows. Like compared to, say, The Bachelor. Where, you know, it's one guy and 25 women. And he spends five seconds with them and then decides yeah. he wants to marry him. This one, if you heard the plot of it, you'd think this is a ridiculous experiment. Where they don't see each other, and then they have to decide after like five to seven days whether or not they want to get engaged. Yeah. That's the premise of the whole thing. But they put them in real life situations. So like after that, they leave. They go on a little honeymoon for a few days. Then they have to live together. They got to meet everyone's friends and their families and develop a life together. Then again, it's only happening over a course of like six weeks. So it's a little crazy, but it's it's a it's a fun ride. <laughs> people people love it, man. I uh, I've heard really good things. I really haven't for anyone who has watched it. I haven't heard really anything negative. Yeah. And I heard that even though the love is blind, that the matches are actually it's a pretty good system. It seems to be effective. Yeah, and I way. think the reason why part of the reason why it works is because. They weren't good, and I think the, the one thing they should have done is put like one ugly person in there, just to see what happens. Just to see, oh, so everyone's attractive. They're all fairly so attractive easy. people, okay. so you weren't gonna run into like you know someone who looks like a potato or something. <laughs> looks like a potato. They're all pretty fit. Like Leon Rose. People. There's no Leon yeah, Rose. If, looking, if you if you, those at... doors open and Leon Rose is standing there, you're just like ooh ooh. Oh god. But yeah. For next time, just give it, give it a look. This guy, Leon. I'm looking up pictures of him right now. They, show, they have, like, his college photo online. Dude. Some people just look dopey. <laughs> and James Dole, and it's not, it's like, a, it's in their eyes, I would say. I'd say in like, James Dolan, I think it's the like mirrors. Adam Silver is a very interesting looking human being. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But he doesn't look dopey. You know, Steve Mills had that that look. He that had dopey that, look. That dopey Dolan has it. Leon Rosedale. All the whole <laughs> New York Knicks staff. Uh there's just something not not good. It, not good. It, it ain't right. <laughs> it's it's really 
Oh, man. Well, all right. You want to talk about coronavirus or? Yeah. Uh, what's that? Does, does Ruby have some some intel? <laughs> no, just wash your hands. Don't touch your face. That's the thing. You see people it's walking fine. around it's with like, the masks like on flu. and stuff, and it's like the mask's not going to do anything. All the mask is good for is to stop it's you from to touching your face. face. Exactly. And so, like, it's only contracted through surfaces. So as long as you like wipe down your workstation and don't touch the rails on the trains. Like being on the train is disgusting anyway, but and it's it's funny just seeing people. As soon as someone, if you want to get a seat, just sneeze and people will run for the swing. <laughs> so it's like that's what you see. But people are on top of each other; they're sniffling and everything. But as long as nobody like coughs in your face or you know, you know, sneezes on your computer and then you go and touch it, it's you know, it's common sense stuff. Um, Use your head. Stay yeah. clean. I mean, you, I'm a germaphobe anyway. You can catch anyway. the flu. Yeah. And, and you can also you just catch it, the flu. If you get it, I think it's like, okay. They said over 50% of the cases, people are recovering from it. Yeah, because it's like The people that are dying virus. are the ones that are old. Exactly. So, Same way with the flu. If it's, we get if like you and I were to get it, well, give me two weeks, self-quarantine. I'd love self-quarantine. <laughs> I don't have to be around anybody. I don't have to touch anything. Let me sit home. I'll watch some movies. Two weeks, I'm good. It's like hey, in the chicken box, you know, you, once you have it, I, then you have it, and then you won't get it again. So it's like. That's why we keep it to audio, man. That's it. I don't need, to, <laughs> I don't, I don't need people. Yeah, I mean, I'm, um, you're in a room by yourself, you and the dogs. I'd be interested <laughs> to see how it affects yeah. canines. Yeah, they can get it. They can get it. So if the dogs get it, they start oh, licking your face. We got, then... we got an old one here, so he looks all right. He's taking a nap. He, he, he's tired of coronavirus. And look at that. My mother, my mother's calling me. Perfect timing. Tell her I said hello. Say, say hey to your I will. I'll say hey to your mother for me. Marcus, it's been a pleasure. Episode 33. Shout out to Patrick Ewing. It's down in the books. We need Pat to come out. That's what we need. All the old Nick stars come out against Dolan. Keep it going, people. Keep the momentum going. And you can reach out to us. On Twitter, you can find me at Jason Talbot. You can find Marcus at, at, at MChinQui. And follow us on Instagram at let's underscore talk underscore Nicks. As I said, Marcus, it's always a pleasure. Good talking to you. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs> <laughs>